Hello and welcome to Jerry Anderson, Heroes and Villains. Stay on this channel. This is an emergency. Each episode, we'll choose at random a story from an Anderson show ranging from Fireball XL5 to Terrorhawks. I think this frequency should be put on priority monitoring. We'll then look at the hero and villain of the tale, discuss any behind the scenes, actor information, and I'm sure numerous tallies. Shadow control to all stations. We have a red alert. Repeat, condition is red. And at the end, crucially, we're going to vote for them. Stand by for action. Well, okay, um, same question as before. What are your earliest memories of Spectrum and everything to do with them? Spectrum is green. Um, we, we're getting closer now to... You being spawned. Yeah, being spawned. So this was uh, Captain Scarlet was what, 68? 67. 67. So literally just before I was born. But again, it must have been being repeated because I was well aware of Captain Scarlet. I definitely watched it as a kid. I had uh, all the dinky toys. Um, Used to read the adventures of him in TV 21. So I remember I remember collecting the um, sugar buff badges, but that must have been after they were issued. It must have been I was collecting them like you would at jumbo sales and things. That's like got that. to be it, yeah. Because yeah, yeah the um, serial promotions they don't last long. They no, don't no, nowadays, don't do they? Serial. You know. Well, you don't even get them now, do you? No. no. Um, but yeah, so I was very very aware, and it was like Captain Scarlet was another one like Thunderbirds that had entered the public consciousness. So you say. Captain Scarlet to anyone, and they'll say he's indestructible, or you know, I mean, they they know exactly who you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember until the videos started coming out. I don't remember real any specifics of storylines, but I, I I wonder if that's more to do with this isn't. Whereas we said last week, Thunderbirds was very much a the one with the one with yeah. the alligator. Captain Scarlet isn't like that, is it? It's no. much more of a slow burn, very very similar sort of storylines um so I, I think that's probably why i don't remember a sort of specific story details but i definitely remember characters captain blue remember everyone loved the angels and all the vehicles um i mean a- everyone would sort of if you sat backwards in a car you were doing the SUV, <laughs> you know as a kid um so yeah so it, it's always been there and i think this is going to be the thing going along now uh, it's always it's either always been there, or I was uh, an adult yeah. when they came out. Yeah. <coughs> what about yourself? Just what you say there. Yeah. Um, everything to do with the show, I remember since uh, as far back as I can remember. But actual stories, yeah. actual plot lines, no. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it, um, the the bubble gum cards, the sweet cigarette cards. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, the um, we never had um, TV Twenty One. Um, I think it was more expensive than you know the yeah, Beano we, and the Marvel. We didn't reprints. get it regularly, and it was always a pain because unlike say getting an issue of Dandy or Beano, where it was self-contained stories, when you did, were you lucky enough to get a TV Twenty One? Although you sort of you you ate it up, 
you didn't know what was going on in the stories. No, because it would just be one issue. Yeah, exactly. But I did get the annuals. So yes, I did have the Captain Scarlet annuals, and they were fabulous, yes. um, the Captain Scarlet annuals. So that Ron Embleton in a lot of them, wasn't it? It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, especially I remember the, the Sugar Smacks. Yes. Um, and the, the, the little vehicles that you got in there. And it's funny you should say it, the badges. I, I, an abiding memory, I wanted a Lieutenant Green badge. Yeah. Never seemed to get one. Always seemed to get the Angels or the Spectrum logo. But I was after a Lieutenant Green. It's weird, though. It's, uh, they, they didn't seem, much like the Doctor Who Weetabix cards, they never seemed to be a particularly well-distributed certain one. No, no. Like with the Doxy ones, you know, everyone wanted the unit badge. You never got it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I can clearly remember sort of having the badges and pins and go. And obviously, uh, sort of mentioned before, one big thing I had, um, and I don't think it was from new. It would have been a jumble cell purchase. Was the pedigree Captain Scarlet doll? Um, now, and, yeah, I've that one, one. Yeah. the pedigree yeah. doll, is that the one where the the cap mic actually came down? Yes. Right. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a lovely, lovely um, uh, figure. It's it's like uh, most people's holy grail. It was made by um, remember Tommy Gunn. Yes. Yeah. yeah the action man knockoff. It was made by them, and I I remember taking him everywhere. And like, we we went to the local shops or something, and I lost one of his boots, and it just devastated me. Um, but yeah, it was it was a great doll. But I, again, I wouldn't have had it from new. We didn't have large toys like that from new so it's just can you imagine going to a jumble sale and picking up one yeah. of them well my uh, very strong memory of captain scarlet is sitting on the bus with that very doll in its yeah. box yeah. looking wow. through the the, the the clear window just can't wait to get home to take it out and start playing with it i definitely had it new you should have popped it out on the bus and played with it and what about the doll so that is that that's incredible it uh, must yeah. have been the summer it it must have been a birthday present mum yeah. bought it for me for my birthday and i was five in 67 so that's exactly the time you know yeah, that perfect. that those things you know yeah. uh go into your head and here we are all these years later and and i've still got that very strong memory of just I bet you wish you kept it oh blimey mm. I, i'd love to have one <coughs> have, have you got one or got one since no um it's it's i mean there, there was a time when i when i was a sort of in my formative fan years in the 80s when like uh, you know sog was going and fanderson was was big but it hadn't hit sort of popular consciousness again um it was the holy grail for everyone you never saw them i remember going to you know going to various uh, um shows toy shows and the only person that ever had one was remember mr star wars stevenson oh mr mr star wars stevenson i have completely forgotten about mr star wars who he had this amazing stall he would go to chesham and various others watford and he had this stall always in the corner it was massive and everything was mint boxed yep so i remember sort of looking and this was like early 80s and i remember saying to him he had all the Mego black hole box dolls and it was like well how much of them and it was a mad over a grand which back then was like you could have bought a car and everything was super priced and you never saw anyone buying anything off him because he was so high priced and i think how does this guy survive Mm. but he had a boxed one um 
but yeah, it, it's a really nice figure. I mean, they've re they've released um, versions since then of of Captain Scarlet Action Men, but never the same. No, never as good. I'd like to just see the packaging again. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. <coughs> all right. So, all right. Well. Unlike what we've been doing for the last three episodes, we're actually going to look at two episodes today, yeah. aren't we? Um, because really, uh, yeah, um, Captain Scarlet, the first story is a two-parter because they're not actually aware of what's happening with Captain Scarlet until no. uh, the very end of the first episode it, and the beginning yeah. of the second. It's, it's re-watching this. Um, it's shocking how... Because Captain, the, the show Captain Scarlet, I've got lots and lots of questions that we might be able to answer about how the Mistrons work and all that sort of thing, but they they really downplay the main sort of selling point, which is Captain Scarlet's indestructible enemy. We mm. we get one like one scene where he's talking to Doctor Fawn, and Doctor Fawn goes, "Yeah, um, somehow you're indestructible. See ya." Uh, <laughs> and it's like now you would get this would be like a three four episode arc of them finding out he's indestructible because it's very trusting of Captain Scarlet to take Dr. Fawn's word for it. Well, yes. I mean, if it was made now, they would test him. They yeah. would, it would, it would be like, um, them shooting him and... yeah, it'd be like Captain Kronos when they're trying to kill the vampire yeah. in that. Yeah. They would try all these different things, but he, he, he still keep, keeps coming back to life. Yeah. But yeah. Very quickly, sort of as if they go, oh, yeah, we're embarrassed, get out of the way. Yeah. But I think we've central... got, Central tenet of the show, isn't it? Yeah, it's, I think we've got to keep an eye on this yeah. Doctor Fawn guy. You know yeah. how credible he is. Me, yeah. But that second episode, we'll go to the first episode yes. first, though, which is, um, you know, it hasn't got a caption, but no, everyone yeah. calls Once it again, the Mistrons. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's go with the Mistrons. Will you take a look at that? Up until very, very recently, if anybody was to ask me, what's your favourite Jerry Anderson show? I would have said Captain Scarlet, yeah. right? Without without hesitation. That has changed since I've got the Blu-ray set of Captain Scarlet. And sure. yeah, watching them a lot, and I think we might find this as, as we go through the podcast, there ain't an awful lot in the way of characterisation in no. anyone um, these stories, you're 
it works brilliantly, terrifically, visually, but there ain't much depth, and it gets yeah. quite repetitive. The stories. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that it's. Yeah, it it doesn't. There's there's almost zero humour in Captain Scarlet and the Mistrons, unlike some of the earlier uh, shows. Um, and like you say, the, the the people are. I mean, it's it's ironic that they've all they've all got names that are aliases and it's just colours because that's about as deep as the characterisation goes. We know that Captain Blue is a hero. There's never any question of it. Captain Scarlet is a hero. Never any question of it. Although I do have, I do have uh, uh, thoughts on that. He isn't a hero. <laughs> he knows he's indestructible. The git. Um, Colonel White, in charge, elderly patriarch, Lieutenant Green, uh, newbie that make ask the stupid question that the audience is thinking. There's there's very little depth to any of these characters, which is weird, isn't it? Because we finally got to the point where the puppets. Uh, look amazing. They they're proportionally correct. The face sculpts are wonderful. Everything looks great in Captain Scarlet, um, but they're very very repetitive. Yes. Um, the Mistrons will make a threat. Uh, they, they'll try doing it once and they'll have a setback, and then they'll try doing it again. And depending on you know whether it's an odd or even episode number they'll either succeed or they'll fail. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it's one of those shows where when you're watching it, it's great. Yeah. But even now, thinking about what, because I watched them last week, um, actually it might have been a week before because we, we delayed this because of my COVID. Yeah. And um, I, I can barely remember the second episode. I had to watch it again just before we did the recording. Mm. Um, and I, I think that's a big problem with the show. Yeah. And that's why I've bumped it down yeah. um, on my list. It's not my number one anymore. No, no. This is one of those Anderson shows where if you only had the first, say, four episodes, all you need. Yeah. That's literally all you need. Yeah. All right, so this Mistrons then, we'll start off yes. and we start with the creepy opening, of course. Yeah, the, the opening is great. I love this opening, but it's very quick and it's not, it's not like Thunderbirds. It's not like in your face, this is exciting. It's very measured. Um, what what I've forgotten just watching these two is the 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 voiceover at the beginning changes. Yeah, this is just for yeah. the very first yeah. one. Do you have the finger is on the trigger? Dot dot dot. It's Captain Blue talking, <laughs> isn't it? Um, yes. Setting you up. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is just a one-off for the very first episode. Yeah, it's um, it's unusual to hear it because we we're more used to the the. You know, Captain Scarlet is indestructible. Mm. You are not. Do not try to imitate him. You're going to die. Um, but yeah, this this is interesting as well because the, the episode starts and we're sort of straight in it on Mars. No, but before we get Mars, we have the whole opening. The, the creepy crawl down the, oh, yes. yeah, yeah, down yeah, the yeah, street. The, yeah. You know, we have the milk bottle. Back. So yeah. sometime in like 2068, milk bottles come back. Come back in, yeah. Um, yeah, the cat screeches. I yeah. guess the gunman trod on its tail. And uh, there's Captain oh, Scarlet. It's the cat's milk that he knocked over. Ah, ah, right, right. Yeah, um, there, there he is, Captain Scarlet in, in the yeah. Klieg lights and is, is machine gunned down. Yes. This, the, what, one thing I'll say about Captain Scarlet is... The ideas behind it all are very, very um, 
what's the word I can use? They they're not they're not coherent. They're, his powers change week to yep. week, and the way everything works changes week to week, as if they're making it up as they go along. And this start is is beautifully illustrates this because this is the opening to the show, and his uh, invincibility doesn't work in the episodes like it shows here, mm. because if he gets shot, he feels the pain and dies. Yeah. He just then comes back to life. In this, the opening, it's like he's the Terminator. Or Superman, because they obviously Superman, just yeah. bounce off of him, because there's no yeah. bullet holes in his tunic when he's yeah, shot. Yeah, I do. I, I mean, the sound effects are it's like... And it's the same that is used for Captain Scarlet at the end of the episode when he gets shot by Captain Blue. Yeah. So I don't know I don't know who's shooting him. We never find that out, do we? Who's it's the way you, why yeah. they've got, like you say, they've got Klieg lights set up. Yeah, that wonderful sound effect, there, isn't it? Chill, chill of the yeah. lights going on. I love, I love the way he just it. calmly raises his gun and shoots yeah. the attacker, and you do get that. <coughs> so, in the opening credits, our heroes just murdered somebody. This, this is what's really, uh, and I was especially with episode two, the the sheer level of of um, deaths involved in these shows is astonishing for a kids' show. Well, this is why we have yeah. a death tally, and oh, um, yes, quite big, I, think. I, th I think we've got a champ yeah. already. We're only four episodes in, well, and well, I yeah, think one guy. We will get, we've already got one on the tally. So death tally is number. Kills <laughs> yeah, in right. the death tally is number one, and yeah. even though Captain Scarlet has been, you know, knocked down um, on my list, I adore. I adore. I cannot say how much I adore the boom, 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 and the editing that goes with that boom, boom, boom is just genius. To use that as a segue between one scene and another. It's up there with five. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That you can. Anyone of a certain age, if you go dun 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 dun, they'll know what you're on about. Yeah. Yeah, of course they will. Yeah, I I love it, and the way that it go it introduces the advert break is just great. With the great. Spectrum logo, yeah, yes. yeah, you know, because it, it it's a scene change, which is great, but then you know as soon as it is changing with the Spectrum logo, you go, oh, advert break. Right, I've got to have a wee. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we have the boom, 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 and there we have it. A caption: Mars twenty sixty eight. Yes, we finally got an on screen date. So uh, if if you guess if 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 you take that. Thunderbirds is 2066. This is two years after the events we see in Thunderbirds, yes? Yes, because it's directly linked, because this is the MEV from Zero X, isn't it? It is. From Thunderbirds Absolutely. Go. Um, A Martian nice, Exploration yeah. Vehicle. And this, this is weird, because... We never really get a true, uh, a true sort of look into what Spectrum is, but they, they say that uh, Spectrum has picked up signals from Mars. Yes. So Spectrum, what's Spectrum doing at the moment? Pre-Mysterons, what's Spectrum doing? Because they've got a budget that's big enough to send a Martian expedition. Yeah. Why are they picking up? They've already built yeah. cloud base. They've already yeah. got these SPVs dotted around the home counties. Yeah, already set up. Yeah. All set what? up, but for what, you know? Yeah, what are they doing? Do they normally investigate, like, low-level crime, or...? Do yeah. you think, I mean, you used to buy the old SIG or SIG magazine back in the 80s, and there was a comic strip in that where yes. they, they unified they and brought them, all yeah. together. So, <coughs> so you would have the, the fireball craft flying over yeah. Marineville and what have you. Do you think Spectrum evolved out of the WASP organisation? Yeah. I mean, because we've got, 
We've got the Wasp, the World Aquanaut Security Patrol. I mean, is Spectrum some form of of that? You like say, you like say, a, a unified military. They brought the different arms of the uh, World Security Patrols together, uh, and this became Spectrum. I get the feeling Spectrum is, although it's not. I don't think it's been around for many years because you know they they talk as if stuff's new all the time. Mm. You know, like uh, the angels worked out great, as if they've never used them before. Do you think this is like one of those um, black holes of money that the U.S. Senate just piles stuff in for for like to to embezzle? Do you think someone they go they're pushing go? We need a world security uh, thing organization. Why? Uh, just in case. Yeah. In case anything comes up. It's just to keep the arms dealers yeah. and yeah, all the military so. hardware people happy and, and in profit. Can you imagine a normal, it's like, um, Spectrum, we'd like you to investigate a counterfeiting ring. Uh, okay. Uh, let's launch the SPVs. <laughs> it's just not, what, what are they going to do that is going to involve, because Spectrum is perfectly set up for an alien invasion. Perhaps it's connected to uh, UFO, because UFO was 1980. Yeah. Perhaps there's been an ongoing alien threat yeah. in secret. Um, you know. Yeah, but where that falls down somewhat, <laughs> if, if we are going to be merging all the Anderson shows together, that can't work with Space 1999, because no. there's two stories set on the moon in Captain Scarlet. Exactly, yes. Yeah. Unless there's another Unless moon. They replaced it. Well, we <laughs> don't know. At the end of, at the end of Space 1999, that we never saw. Did they come back where they reset time or something? Mm. Yeah, oh, maybe. Get around it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's really weird. And the other thing I don't understand, unless this is like a, unless Spectrum has set up this uh, Martian exploration. So they, they're on Mars and they, they're going, we've, we've had signals from an alien race. This is amazing. What signals? Yeah, I don't know what signals, but the first thing they see, they go, they, they drive over a, a lip and they go it's a martian base blow it up <laughs> would they not be like trying to communicate with them yeah they've they've gone all that way to mars captain black and the other two people yeah. i mean captain black is pivotal in that he says because the other two are like right let's go back there's nothing here and he goes just let's take a look over that ridge and that's when they yeah. see this this trippy um out of focus city don't they yeah it's very vaseline lens city looks like it's made out of tupperware it was it? apparently it, it it was them going down to Woolworths yeah. and and finding any colander yeah. or whatever it, that looks interesting yeah. i i am a bit again and i think we'll get this a lot in captain scarlet more so than any of the other shows is is i don't understand what's going on because we find out that the mistrons uh are like the krell they have no physicality mm -hmm. so why do they need a city Ah, I, I, I have this in behind the scenes. Right, okay. I, I do have this reason. Yeah. The question I have is, you know, when we go inside, and I, I love the inside of, of the city, although, all I mean... very mid-60s, isn't it? Very mid-60s, isn't it? Um, um, we, we have a voice. We have yes, the Mistron yeah. voice. The first of the Earth space travellers have arrived. We must welcome them. So, yeah. I mean, and this is a problem I have with Captain Scarlet the more you think about it but of course we, we shouldn't be thinking about yeah, it, we it it's it, about it. we should be five years old watching it is we learn that the mistrons are virtually omnipotent right yes. 
as the, as the series progresses, they know everything that's happening on Earth, yeah. right? They know that these people are from Earth. They are the space first Earth space travelers have arrived on Mars. In a minute, they're going to get blown up, and then they come back. But the rest of the series is revenge. But if you're that omnipotent, yeah. surely you would go, okay, that was a mistake. That's not the whole well, human race that's at fault. Because, so, they, they, yeah, they've, they've sent signals out. And I don't know whether these signals were sent direct, you know, to Earth or whether Earth's just picked them up. They know all about Earth. They know, oh, this is the first Earthman exploration. Like you say, later on, they know everything about everything on Earth. So they obviously, like you say, they know everything. Um, these Earthmen appear. They say, uh, let, let's have a, let's take a look at them. And they've got to turn their massive camera towards them, which <laughs> looks like a weapon. Captain Black goes a bit doolally and uh, destroys them. What have they lost? Absolutely nothing. They're indestructible and ethereal and so they and they've rebuilt go, their yeah, city they rebuilt it in 30 seconds with no effort on their part whatsoever they shouldn't be angry about this it, it'd be the same as as you swearing lifelong revenge on your kid because they accidentally knocked the table with their knee and you spilled a little bit of tea mm. there's no stakes for the misterons here and yet they go from we want to welcome them because we're lovely, peaceful. What? They caused us very minor inconvenience. Let's destroy them. Which was is yeah. restored in about 45 seconds. Yeah. Um, another question I have here is, why, why does this Martian exploration vehicle have missiles? Uh, this is why I think, is, it, is there some sort of secret world, world government thing going on? Because, yeah, why, why would you... You know why would you do that? Mm. One one thing that they didn't really put on the uh, the the moon um, the the lunar excavation vehicle was uh, missiles or machine guns. They didn't tend to do that. No. Um, we we hit our first um, sort of continuity change here as well, don't we? From what we see later on, because they rebuild the Martian city, but we don't get the classic. Uh, Circle, circle no we don't torch we get this strange beam, sound yeah. effect don't we and a beam it, yeah yeah it um it doesn't quite match what we see later but it's a great sequence i do like that they uh because we, we we get a couple of lines from captain black when he's still human that's jeremy yeah. wilkin at yeah, that point yeah. it's old um kelman yeah yeah he plays yeah. good captain black yeah and then it cuts in again the, the mistrons go we, we will take over one of them to use as our agent and he's immediately got dark <laughs> eyes question number three yeah. why don't the other two spot this yeah. he's got stubble and massive shadows under his yeah. eyes he's a zombie he looks like a zombie immediately yeah. um i mean my a bigger question is we we later find out that um and, and this is a, a question i've got for you especially in winged assassin so the mistrons can take direct action on earth from a long distance so, like, later on in this episode, they blow up uh, the Spectrum Saloon car, mm -hmm. killing Scarlet and Brown. Why do they need an agent? Ah, I've seen explanation for that. Uh, Captain Black is like a focus. They beam the signal to him, and then, then somehow that... Mm. I mean, we that see sounds, it in, in the second episode. It's Captain Black is at the airport, yeah. isn't he, watching that plane take off. 
So he's like a conduit. Yeah, Captain Black could have been replaced with a, a Wi-Fi repeater. Or a cat. Or a cat. Captain Black. Yeah. Captain Black, yeah. So, yeah, they're going to assassinate the world president. Yes. Okay, and in I've timed it. It's just under a minute. We get, in swift succession, the introduction of Cloud Base, Colonel yeah. White, Lieutenant Green, and all three Angels launch in just under yes. a minute. It's amazing. It is, yeah. It, it really, these episodes pack a lot in. Um, but then they're not overburdened with plot, are they? I no. I don't mean that in a horrible way. I mean, the, the plots are very simplistic. Um, yeah, we get the launch sequence of the Angels, um, which annoys me because it, it, it's got the most obvious jump cut. You know, uh, when oh, the just before launch. they launch, yeah. Yeah, it's just horrendous. It's like, mm. always annoyed me, even as a kid. It's like, it's a jump cut. Um, because we don't really get the traditional launch sequences in Scarlet, do we? Like Thunderbirds, every week you had the launch and get. We don't get that special. Yeah, there's, way there's no there's no slides in no. Captain Scarlet. Yeah, the closest we get is that the angels are launched from underneath up into the cockpit, mm. um, and then they take off. There only seems to be three angels. Three angels. On one cloud base, unless, like with Skydiver, <laughs> there are other cloud bases. I, I hope so, because otherwise, um, as a world security organization, they're woefully under. There's not many there. captains. No, there's not that many for, colors they for, for the whole world. In one of my books, it shows you the area that each captain is, you know, responsible for, yeah. and it's just areas of England. Yeah, well, nowhere else. Nowhere else in the world. <laughs> We go to Australia at one point, don't we? They do, they do. Yeah. Um, all right. Corks on hats. Yes, well, yeah, we have a dodgy tally as well, yes. um, and we've got a few of them um, yeah, today yeah, as the well. Angels, basically, as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. But then, yeah, then we we meet our uh, our erstwhile hero, uh, Captain Scarlet, and Captain Brown. Who um, we find out is in charge, Captain Brown. Charge, yeah. It's his first big assignment because he seems to Boxes be the most them. promising. Yeah. Well, uh, Colonel White says afterwards cause, uh, that um, they they uh, somehow took over Captain Brown, my most valuable and experienced officer. Mm. Um, and Captain Scarlet says to him while they're driving along, "Congratulations, finally in charge." I don't know who was in charge before. Um, yeah, he says your first big assignment, so he must be fairly new to it as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not a heroic name, is it, Captain Brown? Captain Brown, no. No one wants to be Captain Brown. I mean, we don't have Captain Red. We have Captain Scarlet. Couldn't they have yeah. used another shade of brown for the name rather well, than just Brown? Doctor Fawn. Yeah. We've got Captain Oka. Someone had to. Be oh yeah, we've got Oka, haven't we? They? Yeah, Umber. Captain Umber. Captain Diarrhea Brown, yeah. Captain Burnt Umber. No, yeah. That sounds dodgily racist to me. Yeah. 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 All right, so they're in the, in, in the saloon car, um, yes. and, and they're having a natter about events. And I can remember when I got this on, on was it Channel 5 who released Channel them? 5 videos, yeah. I thought did, you, I'd a, did you think it was damaged? I thought I had a dodgy videotape, because oh, the picture yeah. goes magenta and blue, and it's like, crap, this tape's been near a magnet at some yeah. point you know what's annoying is later on when we get a flashback to this sequence in episode two uh it's, it's not, not there. there no so this is some it, it's so it's deliberately being put on it because this is meant to convey the, the, the mysteries are watching 
<laughs> yeah, we, we lose this and we, we get Captain Scarlet gets a bit sweaty. Yeah. That's then how we know the Mistrons are watching. So the Mistrons can monitor, this is presumably how they know everything's happening on the Earth. They can monitor Earth at any point. Yeah. Which is what I'm saying. If you can monitor the Earth at any point, yeah. you must realise that, that, that the attack on their city, which really had no consequence to them, was... That a decision made by one person who you now yeah. control anyway. Yeah. So you could torture him, get rid of him. You've had your revenge. Yeah. I don't, well, I don't know what the Mistron's end game is here, because it varies wildly from they want to they want to uh, embarrass the Earth against whom I don't know. Uh, they want to uh, make Earth frightened. Um, I don't get what they're. Well, no, they revenge say revenge isn't a good idea anyway, is it? Revenge just never works. Well, well, just before they they turn Captain Black into a zombie, they say the slow and effective destruction of all life on Earth. So, what about the like sparrows? They had nothing to do with that. What yeah. about the snails? They had nothing to do with it. Yeah. What yeah, a vindictive, quite... nasty lot these mistrons are. I do like are. as well the mistrons go. Uh, it, it's a, a, a slow and. Uh, long-winded game and you might not be aware that we're doing it it's like you're just making excuses isn't it yeah <laughs> terrible people um i do like as well though because they're they're going to um they're going to take the world president to a secure spectrum building and he get uh cap colonel white goes um uh we've we've cleared all the streets in new york good luck on that one yeah yeah quite a busy place really we had it in Thunderbirds where they say we're we going did, to evacuate yeah. London yeah. within 50 miles. Yeah. yeah. We, we also, and again, this is why I'm questioning the, uh, the motives of the Mistrons here, is so we get, we get uh, uh, the, the world president in with Captain Brown, who has been taken over, he's, he's now a Mistron, um, in the car going to the world's securest building. And we learn later on that Captain, the Mistrons can just explode Captain Brown. Why not have him explode in the car when the yes. president's there? Well, they say, don't they, that he he most probably had a, a, a an explosive device on him which triggered a bigger explosive somewhere in the building. But you wouldn't need that bigger explosive. Yeah, but it... Just... Yeah, but it's a war of nerves. Um, if you just kill the president, you kill the president. But if you destroy a huge, great, the, the maximum security building... Yeah, terrorism. It's the, yeah, 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 it's a war of nerves. Yeah. But, but before what, all but that... Terrorists usually have... They have goals they want. They say, they say, give us X or do X or we'll blow up this building. Yeah. What are the Mistrons asking for? They're not... Mm, yeah. What is, their, what is their plan? Before all that bit with... Captain Brown. We have, as I say, um, you know, the, the picture changes colour. I love the way it switches back to regular colour yeah, as their tyre blows out. Yeah. You know, that's a really nice touch. And yeah, we have a staple of all Jerry Anderson shows um, where the car careens off a road right by a cliff, you know, yeah. always it goes off a cliff and then explodes halfway down. Yeah, they're not very well made cars, these, are they? Did you look at that and go, what a waste of a model? Because they clearly have yeah. blown up one of the miniatures, haven't they? Yeah, you they? can see it. You can see the, the axles come off and then you see You the see the body, body burning. burning. Like, oh, yeah. Shame. So, yeah, Brown and Scarlet are obviously dead. So yeah. that's well, another see, two deaths. We see Scarlet dead on the floor and then something's dragging him away. Yes. And I don't know why. 
Well, to hide the bodies. He's hiding the bodies, right? So, yeah, and, and we pan up and we realise it's another Captain Scarlet that's done this. This is the, you know, the misdrawn version of Captain Scarlet. Yeah. Why not do, um, you know, a shot of Captain Brown as well? Yeah. well uh, yeah Where I is he? Where's the misdrawn yeah, one of him? Where's him? Is he burnt up? Is his body gone? Also, how does, the, how does retro metabolism work? Because later on we find out Captain Scarlet's got it. But that makes sense because it's his body reverts back. But this isn't, they're not taking over the bodies or it, bringing the bodies It's a new body. Life. It's a completely new thing. So why, why do they need to destroy the first one? Other than for, like, if two Captain Scarlet's turn up. But <coughs> what, what, how is their power so limited that they have to destroy something before they can create a version of it? What I don't understand is, you know, um, as we move forward, Captain Scarlet's indestructible. Why, why just him? Yeah. Why didn't Captain Brown come back to life or any misdrawn copy? Yeah, I don't know what's special about Captain Scarlet, the way he died. Well, he, f he fell off yeah. the car view. Is yeah. that what it takes to make you indestructible? I don't know, yeah. A long trip. Um, <coughs> yeah, why? When it, none of the other misdrawn stuff we see is indestructible. No, just him for some just reason. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yep, the Captain Captain Brown also, is with the president. I have a question about that as well. All right. I'll, perhaps we discuss it in episode two. When, when we discuss the Dr. Fawn scene, I have a question about how how Captain Scarlet's retro metabolism works and his memory. Yes. Remind me of that. I, I, I've got a question on that oh, as yeah. well. But meanwhile, yeah... The president is with Captain Brown, and Captain Brown is showing him and us yeah. all the resources of Spectrum. He's explaining that that's a Spectrum helicopter, and yeah. here are the angels flying Once over, etc., etc. You, et you would expect a world president, if Spectrum's been around for any length of time, you would expect a world president to know about this. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, but it's treated as if it's brand new. Yeah. I love how the maximum security building is labelled maximum yes, security yeah. building it's the labeling of everything again isn't it yes i do love as well you get the entrance to this building so they're, they're on a little uh, conveyor belt because <laughs> you don't want to have them walking and there's two machine gun emplacements yes. pointing at you the whole time <laughs> inside their little perspex yeah booths. you don't you don't want them to to fall asleep or accidentally knock their arm they're going to be machining gunning people i do like that they've removed um uh, captain brown's gun yeah. So he's coming into a secure building, so he hasn't got a gun on him. I thought, that's a nice little touch, that. Yeah. That's quite good. What do you think of these Spectrum agent uniforms, these non-captain uniforms? I'm not a great fan of them. I don't they're, like them. They're, it reminds me very, very much of early 2000 ADs with Judge Dredd, where you would also see the police force. Yeah. Uh, the judges were a separate arm to the police force, so you'd see Judge Dredd and a couple of other judges, but then you'd see normal police officers, and it was like... Mm. And I'm thinking, who are these non... How do you get to be a captain? Mm. Is it is it some sort of, you know, there's a limited number and one's got to die to... Well, I've got a question there. I mean, yeah. Captain Brown is dead. Does yeah. one of these Joes step Become up and becomes Brown, the new yeah. Captain Brown, you know? Yeah, here's your uniform. It's a bit charred. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to dry clean it. Yeah. Body stains, shut up. Because um, if that is the case, if like there's, I don't know, let's say there's 15 captains and you've got to wait for one of them to die and then they, you make your way up from being, you know, 
sat in a booth with a machine gun all day, uh, they must hate Captain Scarlet. Mm. You know, because that's their that's their job offer gone. For yeah. Him. yeah, 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 you yeah. Know? You're never going to be him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Captain Brownie sets the alarms off, and we get the. I yes. always like it when you get a nice yes. close up of a real life Spectrum uniform. Yes, yeah, which never quite match the. Because I do like that. So on the puppet uniform, the zippers are all just stuck on. They're not sewn in. They're stuck on. Cause, mm. You know, it'd be difficult to sew them in. So when you cut to the close-up, obviously a seamstress, very very talented people have gone. Oh, I'll inset this zip. It doesn't match the puppet costume at all. But also, I was thinking. So here's this. Here's this captain, and he's got. Uh, he's got his. Uh, or electronics in his hat. He's got electronics in his shoulders. Yep. He's got zips all over him. But the thing that sets it off is his cigarette lighter. And then I thought, yeah, that is like airport security, isn't it? Mm. The thing that sets it off is like, what? That makes no sense. What I don't like at this moment is um, when the alarm goes off, the president's eyes go from side to side to convey, you know, yes. alarm. Now, they've gone to all the trouble of making the puppets as realistic as possible but they've gone back to the old days yeah. of yeah having the puppet's eyes go from side to side to convey yeah, some classic, sort of emotion classic thunderbirds um, yeah it does worry. doesn't doesn't look right in no. um, in this you know um, well, every movement in captain scarlet is generally very minor and suppressed isn't it like the puppets don't jump about they no, just lift they, they barely ever walk yeah they barely move and so to see his art is it lies going do, 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 do. Yeah, it, it takes funny. you out doesn't it yeah. yeah um yeah so the alarm goes off it's his cigarette case um yeah. so right that goes on the dodgy scale because yeah, um so he's smoking also i love to be smoking goes, more shortly yeah he goes hold up there guys it's just this takes his cigarette case throws it on the floor yeah that should have been a giveaway for them. But the question also there is, the Mistrons have recreated his cigarettes. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So they travel many floors underground uh, to this home. It's going to be their their home. I guess Captain Brown lives with him for the next few weeks. I thought somewhere somewhere further along, isn't it? It's they're going to carry out the thing in twenty four hours. Yeah, I think they later on they change it so that. They, it's, it's 24 hours that they're going to do what they're doing and they never try again after that if they fail. Yeah, but here... Otherwise, it would be like police squad, wouldn't it? You'd have to end up where uh, Colonel White goes, OK, we put the world president into secure accommodation along with yeah. the uh, leader of the Asian uh, community, the leader of this, yeah, the yeah, guy yeah. that does that. Just yeah, in yeah. case, yeah. yeah. I like the mention of three-dimensional dimes chess. Yes. Um, yeah, because yeah, that it's just Captain Brown and and the world presence stuck in this tiny office. Um, and remember, Captain Brown is just throwing his ciggies away. Yes, he's going to be annoyed, isn't he? <laughs> and all they've got to do is play three-dimensional chess. Yeah, yeah. It's not looking good for the world president. It's not. Uh, but at that point, that's when Brown falls silent. Yeah, and then it's a great sequence. It's really creepy. It is creepy because he yeah. just stares at yeah. the president, doesn't he? Yeah, and the president goes, well, you're Captain right, Brown. You're right. And then Captain smoke Brown. starts to wisp out of him. It's a great sequence. And then we get the classic uh, misdirect of it cuts to outside and the entire building Oh, man, that is over the top, isn't it? Yeah. My God, that blows yeah. up. So, question here. 
um, you know, it's total destruction. We've got to have a conservative estimate. How many people do you think were in that building? I mean, it's a big building. There's there's extra security laid on. Uh, I, I, we got to be looking. I I think we'd be if we said fifty. That's that's on the low side. But so I we say a hundred. Yeah, I'd say hundred. Hundred people. All right. So we're at a hundred and three yeah. so far. <laughs> wow. Uh, and I don't think we're through. we're not even at end of part one yet, and yeah. we got hundred and three dead. Um, the. But we cut the president's alive, and he's yes. shown video footage of what happened. It's like Flash Gordon, then it's like, hang on, he died. Yeah, I like the way he's like, well, what happened? And they show him video yeah. footage, and he knows what happened because he's the one yeah, who presses the, the big red it. button. Yeah, yeah. yeah Colonel White goes, uh, luckily, uh, we had CCTV on you all the whole time, which the president seems surprised by. Like, good job you alone in that office. It's a good job nothing else happened. Um, yeah, we see it again very very nicely edited security footage but just before he explodes the president presses an emergency button the entire wall goes up <laughs> he goes behind it and it shuts down that's got to be some thick wall because we see the entire building going yeah 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 it's uh he's a lucky man that president he is so Colonel White said he most probably had a bomb on him which set off another yes. larger bomb somewhere <coughs> in the building so who put that one there then I don't know Black, I suppose. But or Captain it... Black, nobody knows where Captain Black is. He hasn't no. been spotted. I suppose um, Brown might have done it. But again, it raises a point that if Brown's got that big bomb, why do it in the world's security? Unless yeah. you say it's, it's purely so the Mistrons can go, your your securest building is no defence against us. Mm. So, I mean, it's, it's not much of a, a claim, though, is it, for them? It's like... Your your very pedestrian security practices are no much for us ethereal alien beings. Well, what do you do? Yeah, I wouldn't have thought they would have been. Well, their security services ain't that good because Colonel White says that Captain Black vanished after the Zero yeah. X returned. But they already know that one of those three would be a Mistron agent. The Mistron yeah. said so. Yeah, they said it. And they're going, well, I wonder which one was turned. Could Could it be the two that... Are still here, or the guy that legged mysteriously him. disappeared. Also, yeah. he doesn't seem overly concerned. Shouldn't they be out looking for Captain Black? You were, yeah, no, he's just vanished, doesn't he? Yeah. So, end of part one ends with Scarlett is going to take the president to London himself, yes. and uh, they use the the wonderful Spectrum passenger jet to get them there, yeah. escorted by the angels. Design. Yeah. Um, it's it's very weird though, isn't it? Because uh, when we come back. Um, they they find they find the remains of the car crash, don't they? Well, they find Brown's yeah. body, but they don't find Scarlett's body. No, that's, that's because Captain Scarlett dragged him into a bush. Oh, it's that one we bush. Know, <laughs> we know that, that Spectrum are bloody useless, so they, yeah, they didn't a, bother looking in a the A bright bush. red yeah. uniform can be totally hidden behind a brown and green bush, can't it? Yeah, but we get that <coughs> classic thing where they go... Um, uh, a duplicate of Captain Brown? He must have actually died in the car crash. Hold on. Captain Scarlet was in that, in that car. car crash. Like, yeah. what? You're, you're a bit slow. Yeah. <clears throat> I think we might... Yeah, sorry. I was going to say, we might have to reevaluate the efficiency of Spectrum as well. I think... I, I've never had much faith in Spectrum, to be fair. <laughs> um, I do like that uh, Colonel White goes... Um, he goes, launch the angels. Um, uh, bring that... Bring that plane back to the carrier. Yeah. The carrier. Mm. 
Not cloud-based, the carrier. Why well, does he, he call it the carrier? He's a naval man, obviously. You reckon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Destiny's ordered to do a dummy attack on the plane, isn't she? Yes. Um, and uh, the president, I love how the president tries using the radio and gets a yeah. bloody lip for his trouble. Yeah, and that's, we see blood on a puppet. Yeah. Um, and it's quite shocking. It's like, ooh. Yeah. Again, I don't know why Scarlet doesn't just, you know, bust a cap in him. Yeah. He's, he's got a gun and he's just eject him into the water. Well, they, they eject, don't they? 60 yeah. miles southwest of London. Just keep going to London and crash you, yeah. the president, and the plane into, you know, into London. Yeah, that's it. It's, uh, I do, yeah, we um, we get that lovely, lovely sort of uh, potty time view, don't we? Of, oh, of I love angel it. angel flying over and she goes, uh, I can I can see their parachutes and uh, they've stolen a car. It's like, who have they stolen that car off of? They're in the middle of nowhere. And then we see the little car run. And it, it's it like, is potty uh, time. Yeah. It is, it is so, potty time absolutely potty time. I, I think it's wonderful, that little scene, because yeah. it's all in camera, isn't it? The it camera is. moves along. You see the parachutes. You see this little yeah. titchy little car drive off. <laughs> it's brilliant. I do love as well, again, all the Anderson shows, Britain is very much what it was in the 1950s. And yeah. It's all countryside. No cars. Yeah, no traffic no jams. No pollution. Um, and then, uh, yeah, they take the M21. Yeah. Um, we can probably work out where they where they parachuted in by that, yep. uh, and they're heading to Carview. Yes, but mm. before that, mm. we meet Captain Blue for the first time. Oh yes, yeah. Because he requisitions an SPV from a garage. Yeah. And the most clunky, clunky oh, dialogue. I've written it down. Yeah. I see you have expert ratings on SPV. It must be tricky facing backwards and driving by TV monitor. Oh dear. Yeah, it's like, mm. yeah. I wonder why. I wonder what the idea was was facing backwards. Is it that if you keep crashing into things? I think that was the explanation. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. safer should you collide. But you've got a whacking great big white rubber bumper yeah, on the front. You've you've literally just made it more difficult for yourself. It's a gimmick, and I suppose. Yeah. We get our first um, hidden SPV <laughs> in a horse box. It's. I don't get this at all. Why? Why do they need to hide SPVs? Yeah, because... They're not a secret organisation. No, this isn't Shadow, is no, it? No, exactly. Um, they're not trying to say, you know, they're not the men in black. They don't want people not to know they're there. Just have a have it parked. Yeah. What, what are they doing? Another question is just how many SPVs are hidden yeah. around the world? I also love, and again, uh, this, this happens in a lot of the Anderson stuff, is... So, so Captain Blue turns up in a full spectrum uniform. I know what you're going to say. Yeah, and he goes, uh, "Have you got any ID? identification, please?" <laughs> a folded bit of card that anyone could knock yeah. up. <laughs> and it's signed. It's signed Captain Blue, not Adam, whatever his name Svenson. is. Captain Blue. Yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> what the hell is going on? <laughs> Oh dear, it's sweet though. It's very it sweet. sweet. I uh, recently, me and Anne, um, we went in. We're, to, we're going to America later on in the year, and uh, to hire a car now in America, you've got to show an international driver's permit. They won't take the UK license as the license anymore. And the only way you can get these is to go to the post office. So we we trolled down to the uh, the local post office, and. Um, they're doing this thing, and it's like something from World War Two Germany. It's a, it's like a little booklet of brown paper, 
and they you have to take a photo and they cut it out and glue it on no. and then stamp it in front of you and you sign it and the person behind the counter is the person authorized to sign and say that they've seen your uk license and it's like i don't get this because you're literally you've got to show something that's much more secure a full uk driving licenses you know on computer so that they can draw you up a paper document that the americans look at as i don't get it but it was great because it's like it is like a world war ii uh, identity pass so it's like, i'm going to keep mine afterwards hmm. but yeah i don't get it and this this is the same it's like this this card is something you could photocopy Captain Blue, it doesn't prove that he's Captain Blue. He's put more effort... If he's a fake, he's put more effort into making his uniform. <laughs> but good luck to him, because he gets it, yeah, doesn't he? And, he and we've got those it. lovely model shots of it driving through the countryside. Yeah. Um, but no, this whole Captain Scarlet has turned on to the M21. There is no yeah. such thing as the M21. Right. All right? There is no M21, there's no M22, and there's no M24. Right. If he'd have uh, if he'd have turned onto the M25 round your way, uh, they would have been um, thwarted. Well, they've been caught because they've been a yeah. massive traffic jam. Yeah. It says here, um, if in theory they were to be built, this is talking about mm. motorways like the M21, M22, M24. They would be built along the A21, A22, and A24, yeah. all of which are found in South London. So that makes sense. Geographically, yeah. it would be, it's, it's roughly not far away from uh, Slough and all the, uh, yeah. where Century 21 was based. Makes so sense. what I find outrageous in this is Destiny says they're heading towards London. They're going towards the yeah. car view. There's two roads he can take. So destroy the bridge. Yeah. How do you destroy. know that there's not anybody on that bridge or under that bridge? Because that's total destruction as well. Yeah. Also, it's a bit much, isn't it? You're going to destroy, <clears throat> you know, you're talking several million pounds worth of bridge. You're dangerous. You're going to, you're going to style up a major motorway yep. just to get that car. What, a police roadblock not good enough? Also, I don't mean to be rude, um, let the president die. No. You can get another president. That bridge is it's going to take a year to rebuild that. Yep. Like, um, that's council budget that's going to be gone. <laughs> um, Spectrum helicopter A42 is roped in. Yes. But there's nobody aboard. So this has already been destroyed. Okay, yeah, another one that's been destroyed and taken over. By Captain Black. Who, who, who destroyed yeah. this one then? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. They're a bit, they're a bit handy, the old Mistrums. Uh, I don't know why they keep losing. But yeah, they take over this helicopter, and um, uh, yeah, they realise that because Captain, they go to Carview, and I, we've said this in before, and when we looked at this in effectively speaking, um, this is like the, this is designed by committee, isn't it? They've gone, uh, we need we need a, an attraction for people that want to visit London. Okay, let's build the Carview, and it's like this two mile high spindly tower looks totally unstable that you can drive to the top and park about eight cars on it yeah um but also as we sit because we get lovely shots of them with that classic anderson tire screech yeah. it's the same road going up and down so in reality yeah you're 
How does this work? When you go up there, do you have to stay until a set time? You can't. You can't go down up? if somebody's coming no. up. No, it's it's a mad design, classic Anderson nonsense, um, and it's overlooking the outskirts, of the edge of London. Yeah. So it's not even in the middle of London. So you go, oh, I see, I see the Houses of Parliament. What are you looking at? Like, <laughs> there, there's a, a field down there. Mm, okay, it is absolutely mental. No safety fences either around the edges. <laughs> no. I wouldn't go up there, would you? No. I wouldn't drive up it, and I wouldn't be on the top. Um, I like how, you know, when they get to the top, they're being watched by Captain Black, who yes. is still in his U Black Captain Black uniform. So yeah. they can't find Captain Black. He's vanished, <laughs> and he's still wearing his uniform. Do you think that, that he got stopped at a roadblock by Spectrum, and they went, have you got ID? And he went, I'm Captain Pink. <laughs> and showed up a bit of folded card on it. That's good enough for me. I'm Captain yeah. Noir. I'm not Captain Black. He, um, he's an unusual one, Captain Black, because he's, he's the only one that's got a different uniform. Has he got a different uniform? Yeah, because everyone else has got a coloured uniform with black zippers, but he's got a black uniform with white zippers. Oh, I haven't spotted and, that. Yeah. It's like, why do they have black zippers as well? That's quite nice, though. Mm. I, I think it's quite good. It's not, yeah. so, so, I, I like the look of Captain Black. Yeah, it? yeah. He tells Captain Scarlet somehow... I guess they're, they're both misdrawn agents, aren't they? Yeah, they're that, connected that I, or... Yeah, I say they're both misdrawn agents, but Captain Black is human, he's isn't human, he? He's human, yeah. He's literally been taken over his mind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but Scarlet is a duplicate. He's a misdrawn, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he says that A42 will pick them up. They want the president alive. Yeah, um, why? Why? You're meant to be killing him. Yeah. Yeah, you get, you know, don't forget, we need the president alive. What? Why? When did that come into the equation? Mm. If yeah. you need them alive, what was the whole blowing him up bit with yeah. Captain Brown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like how, you know, they climb out onto the gantry as Captain Blue arrives in his SPV and he tells A42, when you arrive, kill Captain Scarlet. Yeah. You know? Well, there's no love loss between uh, Blue and Scarlet at this point, is no. there? You know, yeah, kill him. Kill him dead. As soon as you get the chance, kill him. And yeah. I'll try and save the present. Try and save the present. Mm. I tell you what I find hilarious mm. is Captain Blue gets out. It, the amazing way you get out of an SPV, you yeah. know, with the door that comes out and the seat comes out, which was recreated brilliantly on the old dinky toy, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's great. Although but, it was immediately the bit that broke off. Yes. Yeah. But I love the fact that, I mean, he's gone along to that garage and he's requisitioned that SPV, <laughs> which just so happens to have a jetpack and helmet in, in his, his shade color, of blue. Yeah. Does that mean that in the back of an SPV there is a helmet and jetpack of every colour? I think so, yeah. I think there's got to be. Hmm. You know, or do they ring ahead and go, uh, Captain Blue's picking up the SPV, can you kit it out? And that poor sod in the, uh, the office <laughs> the, has to yeah. go and go, oh, bloody Blue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's got a lovely... I don't like his um, ping-pong ball helmet. No. It's not, it's not doing anything for him, is it? it? When you have the fantastic caps and, you know, all the other, you know, yeah. costume choices, to have something very conventional, um, it's just boring, isn't it? Yeah, it, does, it doesn't work. I don't like jetpack, I'm not no. convinced on it. I don't like the shade of blue. I don't no. I don't like this light blue of Captain yeah, Blue. It would have been a darker be blue. Like, light blue, shouldn't he? Yes. Teal. Captain Teal. Captain Teal. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we get really nice model work of the battle. 
all this hiding under the car view and and all the shooting yes. and everything. Lots of machine gunning. Yeah, I like how Destiny shoots the A42, which wouldn't you know it crashes, crashes into, into the, the car and with a massive yeah. explosion, of course. Yeah. And what I, I, I said about this when we talked about this episode on Effectively Speaking, the shootout between Captain Blue and Captain Scarlet, that awful grimace face. Yeah. It's and it's get, shockingly yeah, bad. It's very bad, and it's um, we get the uh, the <clears throat> noise yeah. again from the beginning, and then a scream. Yeah, and then he falls, and it's a, it's a hilarious little model that falls off. Um, but yeah, then uh, Captain Blue grabs the president just in time, yeah. and the entire tower falls down. Do you think so anyone was killed there? Are they doing? Yeah, there's got to be. There must be people at the bottom. Let's bang another 10 on. Just 10 on. All right. Another 10. All right. Um, it annoys me as well that there's no SPV on the top when it falls off. Yeah. When it falls over. So where's it gone? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the end of, of this first story. Captain yes. White tells all the Spectrum agents that Scarlet is returning to life and he isn't under the control of the Mistrons. It's, How it's do they, they know yeah. this? Well, I don't, I don't know. <clears throat> it's super trusting, isn't it? It's like uh, Captain Scarlet, we know he's dead. And this is a misdrawn body, and it's already tried to destroy you. Oh, he's waking up. Do you remember anything, Captain Scarlet? No, no. I don't. Oh, okay, good enough. You're for us. all right then. Yeah. Again, I think Doctor Fawn is questionable. I really yes. do. Um, but we have the fantastic ending of Captain Scarlet. These, um, you know, these yeah, artwork. The uh, ju- ju- just amazing. Um, I always wanted to see the um, the encounter with the shark. I always wanted yeah. to see that one. Yeah, these these scenes are much more exciting and dynamic than anything we will ever see in the show yes, involving yeah. the puppets. It's like in the annuals, you've always got some outrageous thing. Yes, it's like, that yeah. will never happen. And again, very, <laughs> very clever. Much like Thunderbirds, where it would show, uh, it would show the zoomed-in picture and then pull out. This one... It would cut, and it would be the same picture, but slightly focused on Scarlet. Yes. It, it, it's so exciting as a kid, with a great, a great end theme song as well. Also, um, yeah. See, yeah. You, you said that when we did, effectively speaking. I prefer it in uh, in instrumental, but you prefer it yeah. with the song. No, I don't like you? the song. Yeah, I like the song. Um, I don't. It's very inconsistent when it plays it or not, as well, isn't it? it it's not like from a certain episode you get the song. Mm. It, it just seems to be whatever end tape they had at that point. Yeah, put on yeah. Um, yeah that, and that's the first episode over. Yeah. Action-packed half hour. Before we move on to the second one, talking about those end credits, um, also what I like about them is, and this is one of the reasons why Captain Scarlet has been bumped down my list, is I just find Captain Scarlet himself incredibly dull as, yes. a, as a character. But in those fabulous paintings at the end he's got more personality yeah. and character and emotion in those painted pictures than you ever ever get out of the puppet yeah um scarlet himself he's a charisma free zone and he's got no personality whatsoever give me colonel white or Morgan. lieutenant green yeah colonel, or even colonel captain white's blue great. i'd say colonel white's probably one of my favorite characters in it uh, Blue is okay. He's, he at least has a little bit of personality, but Scarlet is just a brick wall. And he he's such a cruelly bum licker. He yeah. really is. He sucks up to the Colonel all the way through, which we will be charting. Yes, we will. But be I do I do like Colonel White. I really I'm looking forward to when we vote about Colonel White. What yeah. my, what 
one of my abiding favourite memories of Colonel White is in one of the stories, and it looks like everybody's going to die. It's, I think it's Attack on Cloud Base, which... Oh, right. I mean, you can explain it away because it was all a dream, uh, after all. But, um, yeah, he says, Captain, talking to Captain Scarlet, if we ever get out of this alive, yes, sir, get yourself a haircut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I, I love uh, Colonel White. <laughs> all right, so that is the Mistrons done. Yes. That is episode one done. So we've got to move on to the, the second one. And for the first time, we've actually got a story that is um, uh, a got a title. It is Winged Assassin. I appreciate all your assistance, Captain. Uh, good luck, sir. Thank you. The Director General is about to board his personal jet. SIG, Captain Gray. Well... Everything's fine so far. Report from the terminal building, sir. There's some sort of trouble with um, Delta Tango One Niner. They won't open the doors. What's that? They won't open the doors, sir. Passengers have vanished. It's starting to move away from the terminal. What? It's a booby trap. Tell the Premier's jet to take off immediately. That plane's a Mr. On booby trap. I've got to stop it. I'm coming with you. S.I.G. Captain. Now, this was one, uh, because obviously they do go together, when they did the Super Space Theatre, Captain Scarlet and the Mistrons, this, the, these two episodes they uh, cut together makes sense, because it sort of follows directly on from it. Are you there, Ian? Yeah, yeah you went quiet there for a bit. I no, so did you. you. All right, All okay. Right. Well, hopefully that was just a glitch. All right, so... Okay, well, so from now on, you know, we have the standard voiceover yes. of the opening credits, um, which we will get to know quite well. Um, and after that, we go to the Nelson Hotel. And as I say, you know, Captain Scarlet dropped down because I binge watched Captain Scarlet. And yeah. when you binge watch one of these shows, you start realising that, I've yeah. seen that street junction before. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, these, these shows, any show from this era, but especially Thunderbirds and Captain Scarlet and that, they're not made for binging. You're meant to watch them one week, one a week. And, and you forget this stuff. You forget how much repetition there is. You forget all the reused shots. But, yeah, it's, a, it's the same street. Yeah. And it's yeah. the Nelson yeah. Hotel on this yes. street. Yeah, we've got we've got someone huddled up in bed in a very sixties uh, apartment. Very sixties apartment. You can imagine James Bond uh, being in this apartment. And then yeah, we get uh, which we we immediately assume is an assassin, um, sort of climbing down on the balcony outside. We've no idea who these guys are. No. Um, and then he he comes in and he's just about to shoot the shape in the bed, and then the door pops open. 
And uh, Spectrum here. Yeah, Captain Grey. Yeah, Captain Grey. Shoots, shoots the guy dead. Yeah. <laughs> so there, there's another. There's death. another death. Um, I love the fact this, this assassin has, you know, abseiled down the hotel. Yeah. And uh, he's about 10 feet away from the guy who, who's asleep in the bed. And he's got a, a hunting rifle. He's got a sniper's rifle. Yeah. Why? Sni- just shoot him. Rifles. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's two things here in it. Sniper rifle, not really made for close combat. You're meant to be in the building across the street and yeah. shoot him. But also, you know, these people have never seen the good, the bad, and the ugly, have they? They've never, they've never had the wise words of, uh, of Tuco of, when uh, you've got to shoot, shoot. Yeah, yeah. He, he could have shot him any time. He waits. Yeah. Bloody mistrons. Bloody mistrons. Um, we get vaguely racist music as we freeze on this uh, Oriental yes. badge the guy's got. I'd actually put that vaguely racist music. So yeah, we're thinking the same. Yeah. yeah he's the president of the United Asian Republic. Yes, he's the director yeah. general. Yes. Okay. Um. Yeah, but before we find that out, we have the first ever uh, of our secondary credits as the Mistrons announce their intentions. Yes, yeah, this was uh, this becomes a staple, doesn't it? Where we um, we get the the secondary credits where we're introduced to the cast. I love that. Yeah, love, introduce me, introduce me. I like to see who I, who we're dealing with. The classic um, double circles appear. Yeah, they're going over everyone. Does that mean they've all been Mistronized? We're <laughs> just watching a farce, uh, and we get the 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 equivalent of this episode because it's the Mistrons saying this is the voice of the Mistrons and they tell you the plot for yeah. the week. My question about that is who hears this message from the Mistrons? I think it's broadcast all over the world. So everybody like Bogons, yeah. everybody in the world yeah. knows about the Mistrons and yeah. that, you know, weekly you get another threat. There would be panic in the streets. There would be demands well, to, to blow think, up Mars for good. I don't think there would, really. I think because um, they're very specific about who they're going after. So every other person in the world, if it's not them, they go, eh, who gives a shit? Um, imagine, like, if this goes on, it's going to be this is the voice of the Mr. Runs. This week, we're going to kill Mr. Arthur Smith of yeah. Chisholm. Yeah. And Arthur Smith's just choking on his cornflakes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that, Mrs? Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I, again, I think the Mistrons are vaguely incompetent. Yeah. Um, the end of the secondary credits always ends with Captain Black in the graveyard. That amazing yes, shot, with, shot yeah. with the owl hooting. I don't know why he's standing in a graveyard, but it looks fantastic. It's the sort of thing you do if you look like him, isn't it? Where yeah. else are you going to hang out? Perhaps that's how he um, avoided... Spectrum security. Oh, he just stayed just in Highgate in Cemetery. Yeah, he just sleeps in cemeteries. Yeah. Could be. I, I showed Captain Scarlet to our children when they were younger, <coughs> and each episode, at the end of that secondary um, opening credits, we have the boom, 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 and, it, and it, each boom, boom zooms in a bit closer on Captain Black's face and those watery yeah. eyes. They didn't like that. They were really? very unsettled yeah. by Captain Black. I like Adam, he's a good villain, good villain. Um, yeah, we um, we come come back from that, don't we? And we, we've got this one scene where they're sort of explaining what happened to Captain Scarlet. So we no, 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 there's something before that. Oh, and this is a massive question for you, right? Colonel White says that the Mistrons have tried once, yes. right? The guy with the sniper rifle. So they've tried killing him before they've announced it. That's true. 
Sneaky. How did they? How did they know then? And how did they know to send Captain Grey? Yeah, yeah. Did they? Are they just present uh, protecting every bigwig? That's a good point, actually. That's a, yeah, I never thought of that. That doesn't make any sense. Hmm. And the, the, this director general is going to leave London Airport. Here we go again. You know, we had yeah. it with Thunderbirds mm-hmm. last time. There's only one airport in London. Yeah. And Captain Blue has been given the assignment. Yes. And he's been given the assignment because Dr. Fawn, there he is, is giving Scarlet a, a bit of a uh, um, once-over. And we get a flashback. Yes. This is only a week on from the last episode. Do you think the audience would remember what happened? Well, I don't know. I, I, perhaps this, they thought people wouldn't. Perhaps people didn't. You know. Well, maybe they didn't. And that works in their favour because Fawn yeah, says that... <laughs> no, Captain Scarlet's body and mind were taken over. No, they yeah, weren't. He was killed no. and he yeah, is this, a recreation. This is the first, uh, well, it might actually be the second major re- rewrite of what's happened, isn't it? So, yeah, now from this point on, this is the original Captain Scarlet, but like Captain Black, he's been taken over. Mm. But we saw last week it wasn't, because he no. was stood over his own body. This is a purely misdrawn Captain Scarlet. The Doctor also says, uh, uh, he goes, um, you, uh, uh, you you survived um, being killed many times over. Mm. And what, what did it... Because he well, gets... Well, he got shot. At the end. He got shot and then he fell off, so yeah. that's twice. I don't think you could, I don't think you could sort of claim that that's two ways of we avoided death twice because they were pretty directly linked, weren't they? Unless when he's shot, he comes back to life while he's still falling through the air. Yeah, oh, and that then would dies be terrible because if it takes him three minutes to fall the car view length. Mm. Uh, oh, I'm back. But <coughs> pardon me. And this is my question, um, Doctor Fawn. <coughs> pardon me. Um, still a bit covid mm. um, Dr. Vaughan says, uh, you, you, you came back, or you, you've come back to life uh, exactly as you were before the, before car, the car crash. Yes. Yeah. And he goes, what do you remember? And he goes, I don't remember anything. And he goes, yeah, because you're, you're basically, you've been reset to the action. So when he dies at the end of every episode, does he reset back to where he thinks he's just driven with Captain Brown? <laughs> is that why he's got no personality because he literally doesn't remember anything he's on a sort of, sort of groundhog day little yeah. loop thing yeah it could be horrific yeah might, this could be just captain scarlet is begging to die properly because he yeah he literally he, he goes right i've had a nice couple of weeks oh i've been shot and yeah. he wakes up uh is the world president still in danger mm, that was months ago captain i hadn't considered that yeah because Fawn says you you will bleed, you will feel pain. Yeah. He's not invulnerable. He's not super. He's, he's Wolverine, isn't he? Basically, he is, yeah. he'll feel everything. Um, if 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 um, you know he can't die, if he is indestructible, yeah. does that mean he's never going going to age? I don't know. I'm presuming he would. If he wasn't killed, he would age. He would get to like eighty, die, and then wake up, and he's back young again. Yeah, I don't understand the logic of any of it. It's almost as if it's a, a kids' program made up. No, I find know, that hard to believe. Yeah. So, um, all right, Blue's going off to London in a Spectrum passenger de- jet, escorted yeah. by two angels. Meanwhile, 
we have our craft of the week, the DT19. Yes. We have our, our, a major guest star here, don't we? It's fabulous. Yes. I love yeah. the DT19. Yeah, it's a Stratojet. Yeah. And it's Thunderbird 2. They've just used Thunderbird 2's front end. Now, you said Thunderbird 2 is in it. Yeah. Is that what you were talking about? That's what I'm talking about, yeah. It's I the, was it's looking the in the background at London oh, Airport right. for Thunderbird 2 because I was yes. going to say, I can't find it. it yeah, now you say it. it. Yeah. Yes, yes, it is, isn't it? Yeah, they've just they've obviously had moulds for it, for the fiberglass front end of Thunderbird 2. And, uh, yeah, it's just... It's, it's just did, Is this why uh, Jeff Tracy didn't want people taking pictures of Thunderbird 2? Because they'll copy it and go, I, I, I think it's a wonderful design. I love the fact yeah. that it's got no tail. <laughs> its tails are on its two wings. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really nice design. Um, but yeah, this is, a, this is a passenger jet, isn't it? Yes. Um, and, and weirdly, because we get, <clears throat> we get, the, uh, we get a, a horrific scene of when it gets destroyed mm. for a kid's show. It's just horrific. Because um, and this also makes my question of what influence do the the Mistrons have? Because presumably Captain unless Captain Black's on board, which I don't think so. No, you um, no, you see he, him. He's in that decrepit building watching the DT nineteen taxiing oh, right. ready for runoff. Because he's got that lovely orange turtleneck sweater oh, on that's true, that he yeah, wears all the time finally, now. Because yeah, he's, he's he's presumably been hanging around some laundrettes as well. He's realised he should uh, he should disguise himself, but yeah. So it 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 takes off on its flight, doesn't it? And um, the Mistrons disable both engines, or did are we meant to believe that Captain Black snuck on? I think he did a hood yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, he did a hood. He's already snuck that would in make there. Make more sense, I suppose. But they're so calm, aren't they, the pilots, even though they know I, they're going to die. I, I've written that, you know, where is it? Uh, crashes into the sea without a scream or anything. Yeah. They are very calm, those guys. Before it crashes, though, we have Captain Scarlet and Captain Blue picking up uh, from a bloke dictating into a tape machine um, um, their SPV. Yes. Um, dodgy Tally, we'll put that on. The guy's having a brandy or something as he's doing his dictating. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Um, and again, we have the rubbish ID card thing to get access to a trailer yeah. with the SPV inside. In. Yeah. Uh. So, yeah, I mean, the DT-19 crashes into the sea, blows up. Um, death tally. Oh, wow. I mean, this is... And this is much bigger than a modern uh, jet that we have now. Yeah. It's got multiple floors. It's got massive... Thunderbird 2 style body and when they look in late one they look through the windows you can see hundreds of seats I, I reckon I mean I reckon you could conservatively say this is another 300 people well I've looked and uh, apparently the the uh, seating is 500 500 so yes. we have 500 people now wow. <laughs> plus the uh, the crew yeah. we are oh yes um yeah. so, well we've got two all right well okay I'm I'm adding up as I'm going. All right. Yes. Okay. So what have we got after that? Oh yeah, the wreckage floats to the uh, um, to the yeah. surface and a copy. very very nicely. The bit of wreckage that floats up is a bit with DT19 on it. Yeah. <laughs> very. Handy. But it's nicely done though. Um, <coughs> oh, it's really well done. Yeah. Yeah, and and the 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 copy plane flies over with the green circles. This is the first time yes. we ever see the green circles, which. 
infers it's under Mr. On Control. Yeah. Um, I have never, ever, until very recently, I saw somebody on, on uh, one of the Facebook pages. I had never spotted this before about these green circles, and now I can't unsee it. I've never assumed that they were eyes. No, I've never assumed they were eyes. But if you look at them as eyes, they do look like a pair of green eyes staring yeah. at that thing, you know? But I've never nice taken them eyes. that they are eyes. No, I've, I've never thought of them as eyes. That's, that's an interesting point. Yeah, so that I was mean, end, end yeah. of part one there, okay? The thing is, like I said, they, they denote that the thing they're going over is a Mistron construct. Mm. But in the opening credits, the secondary credits, they go over all of the characters. Yeah. So, mm. Mm. Yeah, so uh, sorry, part two, we've got a decoy director getting yeah. into the motorcade to go off I, to the uh, airport. I love this as well, because um, Captain Grey, who seems a bit, he's a bit more, uh, he seems a bit more competent than Captain Brown. Um, yeah, Captain Grey is stood behind the guy on the balcony, waving, he goes, wave harder, you're meant to be the... Yeah the Asian president guy. It's like, didn't he know? Why are you, are you saying who he's meant to be? Mm. He must know. He just got dressed up. They presumably briefed him. They didn't just yeah. grab a, a Spectrum <laughs> clerk and say, put this uniform Maybe they on. did. Maybe get they did. The, get out there on the balcony. Wave. I like the nifty dummy fuel <laughs> tanker. Um, yeah, it's you know, Which yeah. is all, all, all kitted out. I like Captain Grey. I thought, I I, th I thought we would hold off voting on him because yeah, we're yeah. going to be voting on Captain Brown today. Uh, we don't we don't want to peak too early with the captains, but um, yeah, we cut to um, the airport control. The airport controller is the lieutenant from the Martian exploration vehicle. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, they get you, you get a lot of puppet reuse in Scarlet and Joe Ninety. Yes, but they? this is odd in that this is his first appearance. He he was filmed first for Winged Assassin. Oh, right. He was a replacement for somebody else in... Meant to be. Ah, I'll tell you in behind the scenes. Right. I've got an interesting, interesting fact on that, all right? Um, we cut back in, inside that... Uh, it um, looks like the same uh, London airport set as in Thunderbirds. It does. Yeah. So you've got continuity. Yeah. Um, I like when we cut back to Captain Grey and the director inside the... Uh, the dummy fuel container. The, the very Austin Powers padded out yes. fuel container. Yeah. Captain Gray's using this on Saturday nights, isn't he? This yep. is his pimp. They're enjoying that ride because yeah. they've each got what looks like a whiskey or a brandy. That's true, yeah. So yeah. there's two more. He's drinking on the job, his old Captain Gray. Yeah, it's dodgy. They've got no, no uh, standards at all, haven't they? I'm, I'm beginning to like Captain Gray. We're going to have to I watch do, out yeah. for him more. Um, and then we have something that was in the first few stories, but then it was dropped almost completely, which is Captain Scarlet starts to feel yes. ill around Mysterons because the DT-19 yeah. has arrived, hasn't it? Yeah, and he's uh, Captain Blue sort of says to him, he goes, uh, Captain, what's wrong? I love the fact they call each other Captain. Mm. A lot of captains in this army. Um, yeah, he gets, the, he gets the sweats and the headaches, um, but they don't really work it out, do they, in this? I mean, it could be that he's just eating a bad bloody uh, bag of Doritos or something. Yeah, yeah. He just, it's like, I've, I don't know what's going wrong, Captain Blue. I've got a headache. It's like, yeah, Captain Blue must think he's an idiot. Mm. Do you reckon before he was mistranized, Captain Scarlet was actually 
a useless captain no one wanted to well captain blue does you know quite yeah. quickly go all right helicopter shoot him down <laughs> yeah, <kill> him. <laughs> are you sure he's mystified don't matter kill him just shoot him yeah, yeah. so the dt19 arrives and you get this boarding ramp going up to it yeah. the director meanwhile is getting on his plane uh, the DT-19 won't open its doors, so I yeah. don't know why it went across to the boarding ramp. Um, and in the control tower, they just so happen to have, like, you know, a, a telescope thing, and they look inside. I think it was the X-ray machine from Thunderbirds, isn't it, that they used for yes, um, Fire yeah, Flash? Yes, yeah, um, And, uh, yeah, um, realises the whole plane is empty, which is quite yeah. spooky. There's nobody in the control uh, panel and uh, control cockpit. Why and... don't the Mistrums reconstruct the passengers and that as well well there's no point in doing so well in this case there would have been a point because he would have gone eh, it must be just a communication issue and they wouldn't have uh, yeah but they would have moved off it. anyway because that's what yeah. happens that it starts moving off destroying the ramp in the process um and that is excellent model work as the angels you know open fire on it as it starts you know roaring down the runway because yeah. there's a in um very similar storyline to this in uh, the reimagining of Battlestar Galactica, and there's a where a, a, a civilian spaceship passenger liner uh, lags behind and then reappears. And at this point, they think that the Cylons can uh, replicate uh, everything like the Mistrons do, um, and so they, they they're sort of toying with. Uh, they they should they've got to destroy the ship, but it might not be. It might be full of human people. And they, if they'd have just replicated the people, yeah. they would have at least thrown a bit of a, a curveball. They might have hesitated before they destroy the plane, going, well, it's full of people. We can't... Yeah, well, we do, do we know how many people we, they can recreate in one go? Don't know, no. We'll have to look out for that as well. Yeah. Um, the big plan of Captain Blue, because <coughs> he's still in charge, is yes. uh, shoot out the tyres. So they yeah. drive up behind it, and uh, but wouldn't you know it? The guns are jammed. Yeah, that guy. That guy shouldn't have been drinking. Was looking after the SPV, should he? he he's obviously not competent at his job. Yeah. he's not clean. He should be guns. fired. Yeah. yeah. So Scarlet ejects Blue. Yeah. And he's going to go and ram the wheels. And this is excellent. Oh, this whole, you know, ramming a model of uh, an SPV yeah, into the model undercarriage of a reminds me of, very of a plane. much of uh, Thunderbirds Fire Flash. With yeah, the, you know, you get all the screechy noises and, and the exploding the, tires. Yeah. yeah, really good, good sequence. Yeah, yeah, he manages to do it. He crashes yeah. into that bunker. Looks like a World War Two uh, yeah. bunker. Um, the DT nineteen crashes, and so does the director's yeah. plane. It clips it and it then blows the up. Blows up. That's so I'm assuming then that shot. the um, the director yeah. is dead. Yep. So the Mistrons episode two and the Mistrons have won. Yeah. Um, so you've got the director dead there, and what? Shall we, shall we say, a, say a crew of two? Yeah, a couple of, couple of, got to be at least a couple of pilots, probably a stewardess. All right, let's say three then. Yeah. All right, okay. So add that to the tally. Yeah, and the Mistrons actually do win. Yeah. Um, yeah and, 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 uh, and then we get that weird code of end scene where <clears throat> it's like we, we've literally just seen. 500 people get killed, plus a load of others, and we're meant to be concerned about the indestructible Captain Scala. Yeah, maybe um, he yeah. didn't die in vain, says Blue. Yeah. And, mm. it's, um, uh, and he goes, uh, he's a brave man. 
Not really. <laughs> not really. If you're indestructible, suddenly jumping off a cliff, not brave, is it? Not brave. You've got, you're risking nothing. But, yeah, and we yeah. see blood again when Captain Scarlet crashed. Didn't we? Yeah, it's Just a very scarlet, scarlet. Yeah, scarlet. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. All right, so that's our two stories yeah. done. So let's talk behind the scenes. Um, so behind the scenes on Captain Scarlet and its genesis, um, Captain Scarlet was born out of the spy mania that was around at the time. Yeah, in 1965, there were 16 spy films released in the UK. In 1966, when they were making this, it had gone up to 43. Okay, with the likes of Our Man Flint, Danger Diabolique, The Spy Who Came In From The Cold, Modest The Blaze, and of course, James Bond was really on a roll. Thunderball came out that year as well. But well, it was the, James Bond that kicked it all off, wasn't it? It was. But the biggest influence, which owes its debt to James Bond, because it was ripping off James Bond, was The Man From Uncle. Yes. Yeah. Um, now, Jerry Anderson had already noticed the trend and had decided to have a spy series, but he was going to set it 100 years in the future with the secret agents being part of a global organisation countering an alien threat. And, um, yeah, Man From Uncle gave him his core cast, if you think about it, you know. Um, in Man From Uncle and Captain Scarlet, you've got a white-haired older boss. Yeah, yeah. yeah you've got a dark-haired hero and a blonde-haired co-hero. Um, yeah. exactly the same as Man From Uncle. Um, there's a quote here um, from Jerry Anderson about the actual concept of the Mistrons. He says, When we first started to make Captain Scarlet, there was a lot of speculation as to whether there was life on Mars. I remember thinking that if we showed aliens coming from Mars and then it was found out there was no life there, it would ruin the whole idea. So I came up with the idea of making the Mysterons invisible because then whatever happened, we couldn't go wrong. Okay. And right, in the... That's, the, that's the bit they're worried about not coming true. Yeah. <clears throat> and in his script, he, he describes them as a force we cannot see, but nevertheless a force with an extremely high intelligence level. Yeah. But that notion grew, um, you know, and was embellished on, you know, in the comics and the... Uh, and the books, okay? And we will see that uh, later on, you know, the Mistrons, um, the idea of the Mistrons changes somewhat. Yeah. Well, and when we get to UFO, that happens as well, doesn't it? The, UFO, they almost yeah. do a, a, a vault face on it, yeah. don't they? A yeah. soft reboot, isn't it, of the entire plot. Captain Scarlet would do it on a weekly basis, depending on what the plot needed. Yeah. They would rewrite the way stuff happens. So, yeah, yeah definitely an Anderson trait. Yeah. Um, now, what else have we got? Um, ba -ba -ba -ba. Right, yeah. If, if we go back to the Mistrons... So, sorry, I'd lost my yeah. place in my notes. If we go back to the Mistrons... Um, <coughs> There's a spectrum guard standing on the roof, you know, when you've got the um, motorcade. Yes. Um, yeah. um, and he's standing next to International Rescue's jet air transporter. Oh, right. You know, that yeah, thing that blows yeah. the air up and then catches <coughs> them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he's standing right next to that. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, all, it says, all five angel pilots can be seen in the conference room during Colonel White's briefing. This is at odds with the Spectrum's policy of one angel pilot always being in the Angel One cockpit and two others on standby. She might have popped down for the use of Lavi or something. Yes. 
Um, da, 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 da. Oh, wait, uh, do we include in our um, sexist thing? Doesn't the uh, world president make mention because he goes um, about so Captain Blue or Captain Brown says about the angels flying overhead and he, he sort of does a and they certainly are angels. <laughs> oh, shall we put that on? Yeah, I think so. All right, just add that to the list. Okay. Um, oh yeah, Agent Zero Four Two. You know the the guy dictating with a brandy. Oh right, yes. yeah, the useless he, one that couldn't click, keep his muzzle clean. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, um, his veranda is made up of set pieces originally built for Tracy Island's poolside veranda oh, right. in Thunderbirds Argo. All right, because it's weird. Although these these puppets are more human proportions they're the same scale as the thunderbirds ones aren't they yes yeah you see them next to each other yeah yeah um the london airport that we see features yeah. two thunderbirds builders buildings namely new york central airport from the duchess assignment <laughs> and paradise peaks hotel from the cham cham that's fair enough because all airports look bloody same yes yeah um the what, sorry i can't read my own writing uh, depicted on screen via two separate miniatures cut between two shots, the top of the building of the Nelson Hotel was previously seen as Harmon's store in Give or Take a Million yeah. and is later seen behind the Maximum Security building, right? The ground floor of the hotel appears in the London Street Chase in Big Ben Strikes Again. And yeah, I think that's I think, that junction yeah. that I recognise. I think so, yeah. You'll get to, to know it. I mean, it's fair. I think it's fine reusing buildings and stuff. I think that's okay. Yeah. Um, the miniature of the DT-19 would feature in several publicity photographs to promote the TV Century 21 Thunderbird story, Tracy Island Exposed, oh. in which uh, uh, the, it was renamed the Goliath, that ship. All right. Thanks. So... Here we go. Dodgy tally. All right. right. At the moment, our dodgy tally, the highest is three points for Fireball XL5 and one for Thunderbirds. Right. But Captain Scarlet goes to the top with five. Five dodges. Five I dodges. I never thought Captain Scarlet would be leading the board on that. I think there's yeah. going to be an awful lot of alcohol. Yeah. It's going to be more yes. alcohol than smoking. I think there's going to be a lot of smoking in Thunderbirds, but more drinking yeah. in uh, Captain Scarlet. But then, of course, UFO comes along. You've got Alec Freeman. You've got yeah. both going on at once, yes. haven't you? And Lechin. You've got the trifecta. Right? Oh, my goodness. Yes. All right. And then the death tally. At yeah. the moment, we've only got Stingray on that list yeah. with a death tally of 30. Today, our estimate is 619. Wow. For, in two yeah, stories in two over <laughs> 600 Jesus. oh dear right so uh we're going to talk about the mistrons uh, yep. uh the actor for the mistrons and like so many actors we're going to be talking about we only talk about them once because this is donald gray isn't it um yes. who also did the voice of colonel white captain black very recognisable, uh, yes. deep voice. Yeah. Would you do you know what his uh, birth name was? What he was born as? Um, don't know. No. Eldred Tilbury. That's a good actor's name. Eldred I would have Tilbury. stuck with Eldred yeah. Tilbury rather than Donald Gray. I have seen him in. 
it's like a 1950s or 60s film. And I remember, I didn't recognise his face, but then he opens his mouth and you go, ah. Well, I think I might know the film that you're ah, talking about. Um, he was born in 1914 on an ostrich farm. I thought he was going to say on an ostrich. <laughs> it might have been on an ostrich on an ostrich yeah. farm. Yeah, born on an ostrich farm in South Africa. Fair enough. But when he came to England, he had changed his name to Donald Gray. That was in 1935. Um, during the war, he was turned down uh, for military service because he had a duodenal ulcer. Uh, yeah, they did worry about that. Yeah, but it seems that uh, the Gordon Highlanders weren't that bothered because he signed up with them. I imagine, because they're a Scottish regiment, uh, drinking a lot of whiskey, they probably all had ulcers. Yes, he's one of the lads. Yeah. And then he moved from then into the King's Own Scottish Borderers, yeah, well. becoming Battalion Education Officer. Um, <coughs> excuse me. This might be the film that you saw him in. He mm. left the army to appear in Will Meet Again. Oh, it could well be, yeah. Um, but it's definitely a black and white film with cinema. Like, it must yeah. be because yeah. did he have both his arms when you saw him? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I didn't realise he was missing an arm. So yeah, he must have been. When he went back after making that film in 1944, he was uh, he, he got caught by a German anti-tank shell in Com, wow. which blew his left arm off. Good Lord. Yeah. Um, so he has. An ITC tally of zero. Wow. I guess there weren't much call for one-armed actors in the live-action shows. No, The Fugitive would finish by then. Yeah. So all we've got for him is his Anderson tally, and it's 32, and that's all with Captain Scarlet. He's unusual in... No, 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 he just did Captain Scarlet. All right? And, I mean, to be fair, he's so memorable in this. Oh, yeah. He he is Colonel White, isn't he? Yeah. I don't know who they've used for this uh, updated new cartoon version I've of seen Captain it. Scott. No intention. I have no, 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 no. <coughs> and, and, yeah, the other person we're talking about today is Captain Brown. Yes. Um, played by the wonderful Charles Tingwell. Yeah. I love Charles Tingwell for one thing in particular, which we will come to. Okay. He was born in 1923 in New South Wales. Um, and uh, was a Spitfire pilot during the war. Oh, wow. Yeah, he flew photo reconnaissance Spitfires in North Africa. Oh, wow. Yeah. And when he died, um, <coughs> he went back to Australia. When he died, he yeah. was given a state funeral. Wow. Yeah. And I think they yeah. mentioned uh, Captain Brown when they uh, read out his eulogy. Well, he's famous for quite a few things. I mean, I remember him from Dracula, Prince of Darkness. Um, Who was he in that? He was one of you know you got the two couples that end up at, oh, at, right. at the castle. Yes, he, the, um, I think he's Bar chubby. Yeah, I think yeah. he's Barbara um, Shelley's um, husband. husband. Yeah, oh, yeah. I did, do you know what? I never associated him with this voice. Oh, yeah, right. when you yeah. know it's him, you can yeah. hear it. Yeah. yeah, he was in I Murder of like yeah. the wonderful Margaret Rutherford film. Yeah. He was in Tarzan the Magnificent. Right, which uh, Tarzan was it? Uh, is it Mike Henry? Or... It might be Mike Henry. Yeah, um, it was in Dunkirk, the 1958 Dunkirk yes, film. Yeah. Good film. Um, and the the role I remember him for is Mr. Bennett in Cat Weasel. He's yeah. the he's Carrot's father. You know, the farm owner yeah. in Cat Weasel. 
Um, so, yeah, Charles Tingwell, I think he's wonderful. He's got an ITC tally of four, right? right? Which is uh, Danger Man, Adam Adamant Lives, and The Avengers Twice, okay? And an Anderson's tally of 36. So the first thing he was in was Thunderbirds, three times, three different characters, um, but I'm not sure what stories um, they were in. He played Bruno, Dr. Lang, and International Space Control. Bruno sounds like it might have hit our vague racist time. Yeah, might be, might be. And then he was in Thunderbirds Are Go. Again, he played three different people. Dr. Tony Grant... Angry Young Man and Public Relations Officer. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Then... I what the angry young man was angry at. It's going to be Alan, isn't it? Angry <laughs> well, man. we'll be covering Thunderbirds at go, yeah. go at some point, won't we? Uh, Captain Scarlet, he was in that 29 times. Wow. Um, yeah, he played a lot of voices. He was Captain Brown. He's also Dr. Fawn. So we ah, won't be okay. talking about him when you know we uh, yeah. when we reach Doctor Fawn, um, and I remember him very much in UFO. He was Captain Beaver in UFO. He's the guy who um, he's got a limp, and uh, he uh, gains possession of this crystal, and it changes his mind, and he keeps seeing um, yeah. Mexican I bandits remember, yeah. on moon base and etc. Yeah. etc. Et yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's him. Wow. Okay, that's that bit. Turn that piece of paper over. Um, right, character designs. We're talking about Captain Brown and the Mistrons. So, okay. how Do are we going to... have a character design? Well, they have a design. They definitely yeah. have a design. So, what do you think on... What are we doing first, Captain Brown or the Mistrons? Uh, let's do the Mistrons first. All right. So, design... Um, well, I suppose the, we we see the Mistrons as those two circles, yeah. Um, and we see them as various people, but we can't really do it on that. So I'm going to go with the the city, the two circles, and I think the two circles is genius. Yes, That's one of those genius things because because you must have done it. I know I did. The minute you pick up a torch as a kid, yes, <laughs> you run it over your action men. Yes. And I remember in um, in the eighties when Captain Scarlet hit big again, you could get a Mistron eye, a Mistron gun, and it projected oh, I remember those that. two yes. circles. Do you remember? Um, yeah, I think that's just a genius thing. Um, and not tying them down. Can you imagine if there'd have been like uh, Fireball XL five villains of the week type puppets? How would you have? <coughs> how would you have done convincing Martian puppets? Yeah. So I think it's a, it's a stroke of genius. Uh, so they're they're literally their voice, which is amazing, and their presence and those two circles. Um, for, for all we've been running them down as incompetent and that, as a kid, the Mistrons were like the ultimate villains. It was like, yeah, great stuff. So, uh, so design wise, worker genius. I'm gonna I'm gonna give them a, a seven and a half. Well, seven. I thought you was gonna go higher for that. I was gonna go to eight, but then I thought. That's just for two circles. No, I'm going to go eight. Stuff it. An eight. Okay. I gave him a nine because absolutely is a stroke of genius to do that. You know, it's such a simple idea and so easy to do. You just project two, two green bands onto whatever miniature you've got there, you know? Um, 
Okay, so that's eight and a half. How effective is this voice? Um, <laughs> everyone, again, everyone knows it of a certain age and will, will, will you know, do the Mistron voice. Again, it, it, just a touch of genius. Um, so thrilling, so scary, just a voice. Great stuff. Uh, I, I'm going to go up to the nine for the effectiveness. A nine. Well, I gave him a ten because wow, I think it's a brilliant 10. voice. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a stunningly brilliant voice. Yeah. Okay, so that's a final tally of nine. The Mistrons get a nine. So they are our highest so far, all right? The nearest to them is King Titan with an eight. I think the Mistrons deserve to be higher than King Titan. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Okay. And then Captain Brown. Good old Captain Brown. Um, He's the only one who's... Tunic does look like it's made of suede properly, doesn't mm, it? Yeah. <laughs> because of the colouring. Um, do does he ever come back? Do we ever get a new no. Captain Brown? We don't, do no. we? That's the end of him. That's a shame, really. Um, I quite like the puppet face. He looks a bit bewildered to me. Though. Like, yeah. he's not entirely sure what's going on. Um, <laughs> so, but I, I do, I like all of the Spectrum. Uh, I like all of the uh, Captain Scarlet face sculpts. I think they're really good. Um, but he's... His first job, and he screws it up royally. And then his first job as a Mistron, he screws up royally. <laughs> um, I, he's incompetent. Uh, but what is he? What about his looks? What do you think of this oh, uh, Spectrum look, outfit? Yeah. I like it. I like the brown. It's um, what's the uh, Games Workshop brown that it looks like? It's uh, Mornfang. Oh yes, yeah. That's what he is. He's Mornfang. We should rename all the captains. Captain Mornfang. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I like it. I like the sculpt. I like the look. Uh, I'm going to give him a, a a seven. Oh, I gave him an eight. Yeah. All right. And, so and you tell it's one of your favourite shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's seven and up. It is going to be interesting to see where you know um, uh, design-wise all the different colour captains rank. Yes. You know. Um, wait well, till think, we get the Captain think... Magenta. You're Captain Magenta, yeah. The what, who is that one again? Captain Purple. Um, I yeah, I think um, I I think I can guess certain ones that will score highly, and I think Lieutenant Green. Everyone loves Lieutenant Green. He's good. Okay. Never see him in a hat, do we? Yes, you do. Do we? Yeah, he's oh, got right. a green hat. Yeah, and he's got a very nice green leather jacket as well. Oh yes, I forgot when they get the leather jackets. Yeah, it was when they go down, you know, anywhere cold with yeah. fur-lined collar. This is the uh, this is the strength of. Captain Scarlet. I mean, we've we've been jokingly running down. It's an amazing series, but one of its big strengths is its world building, like this, isn't it? That mm. It's almost it's up there with the judges for me. This world building, in that you're convinced this is a a big organisation. Mm. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Uh, the effectiveness of Captain Brown. Um, this is where he drops for me because, like I say, he's he screws up. Not only as a human, he screws up as a Mistron. He screws up. Um, I'm going to give him a five. Yeah, I gave him a five as well. He, he's yeah. he, he doesn't strike me as Colonel White's top man. No, I think that was because because Scar- Scarlet says this is oh you're you're in charge at last, as if it's like a slur. And then I think it's the old um, like insurance claim eulogy style thing where, where Colonel White says he was my best man. I think he's being a bit mm. just nice to the dead guy, isn't it? He could have gone, uh, Captain Brown, my mediocre officer. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think he was that good. Okay. His real name was Alan. <laughs> I can believe it. Yeah. Okay. Alan! 
So 8.75 then he gets. So he's in second place after the Mistrons. So our top three is King Titan, Captain Brown, then the Mistrons. All right. Okay. Uh, before we go, we've Wait, got... What? Uh, Captain Brown got higher than the Mistrons? No, the Mistrons are, are a nine. Captain oh, okay. Brown is 8.75 and King Titan is eight. I went three <sighs> to one, not one to three. Okay. I'm not confused. I said, no, he can't be better than the Mistrons. No. Um, all right, a bit of vehicle talk, okay. Um, the miniature of, of the Zero X, uh, yes. built by Master Models, it was repurposed by adding the lettering on the side. Again, I love how everything's labelled in the Anderson yeah. shows. Yeah. Um, but the interior cockpit was altered. Um, the textured rear wall uh, was replaced, the rings on the ceiling were removed, and the control panels had different lights put in, and all the surfaces were changed to a lighter grey. And then the reason why uh, the airport controller is Lieutenant Dean yeah. is he was meant to make his debut in The Winged Assassin, that guy, that yeah. uh, ginger puppet. But if you look at the sweet cigarette cards of Captain Scarlet, there's one right. where there's a d different Lieutenant Dean. Oh, right. Right? That I I'll send you a photo oh, and I'll put yeah, it on Facebook. Um but it was changed because it was felt he looked too much like Captain Scarlet sat there next uh, to Captain Black. Watching it might think, oh, Captain Scarlet was there on the Mars. Yeah, so they reshot yeah. it. They nabbed this model that wasn't meant to appear until being at London Airport and put him in the uniform. Uh, and that's enough, why, yeah. why he's there, yeah. Um, the uh, Spectrum helicopter. Yes. All right, designed by Mike Trim. It says... The Spectrum helicopter is one of the most widely used vehicles in the Spectrum fleet. The helicopter can be used on escorts for transportation and for surveying or scouting. Spectrum helicopters are very robust and rugged in construction, granting them the ability to land on rugged and rough terrain. Right. Yeah, it's good. To say. Did you know, I, as kids, like helicopter, the word, we always think it's heli and copter. But it's not. It's helico and tur with a silent p because that means flight. And oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, weird, isn't it? Helico tur, you're supposed to say. Oh uh, well, you say helicopter, but it's it's made up of two words that are not heli and copter. It's made up of two words, which is helico and tur with a p. Helico tur. You know. I'm going to start saying that and yeah. get funny looks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> More than normal. Yeah. Did you want to vote on the Spectrum helicopter today, or yeah, do you yeah, want to hold so. off? No, no, we can do the, the Spectrum helicopter. I used to have a model of this. Oh. The cockpit came down from underneath. It was really good. I've, I loved it. I've ummed and ahed about getting the EMI kit, and yeah. now I want it. You can't get it for less than, like, £80 pounds no. now. They were, like, like the, f 5 once. Yeah, well, there's, there's a few that have not been re-released. So you've got Max Car from Joe 90. Mm -hmm. uh, was it Max? The, the green one. I don't yeah. know. Mac owned yeah. It, but someone owned it. No, that's it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was never re released. The Spectrum helicopter. Uh, so there's certain ones like that where they just command mad prices now. But it yeah. was a lovely kit. It was motorized and everything. It had a little motor in the the, the rotor blade. But yeah, it was when I got that from Corrid Miniatures when when he was selling them off at really cheap prices. Uh, I think Tony's still got mm. one, but, um, yeah, yeah, it's like at least £80. Mm, no, I don't think it's worth that. No, no. All right, uh, it's just a straight 10 
out of 10 for, for our vehicles. So what do you give the Spectrum helicopter um, out of 10? I do like it. It's got a weird Seaview-esque big chin on the front. I like that. Um, I'm, I'm going to give it... A, I'm going to give it an eight and a half, I think. I will join you in that eight and a yeah. half. I like the curviness of it. You yeah. Know? yeah. No, it's it's a really good design. Yeah, I like that. Um, and then the DT-19, Thunderbird um, 2 repurposed. I'd never is, spotted that. You're absolutely right. Yeah, Thunderbird 2's running. I don't know. I, I'm Again, I'm just presuming they had a... Uh, they had a mould and they used it. Yeah. Or they had a front end and they used it. They built it back it. from there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a it's a it's a good design. I I really like it. I'm gonna go to uh, I think probably because we had, we've had your favourite aircraft. I'll go. I'll say this is my favourite civilian aircraft that we see. So I'm gonna give it a nine. <laughs> I've given it a nine as well. Ah, there we go. Easy to work out. There we go. So yeah, the DT19 is our favourite so far. Second place, the Spectrum helicopter. Third place, the elevator cars from Thunderbirds. Yeah. All right, then. We're not almost done. Um, Ian's openings, Ua. Where, where, where do you rank Captain Scarlet's um, opening? It's difficult because it's not a proper opening, is no, it? No, no. I, I love it in that it's very iconic. And, you know, when the video started come out and you saw it each time, it's like, oh, this is good. But as an opening, it, I don't think it really works that well because it, it, doesn't, it doesn't follow what Captain Scarlet's indestructibleness actually means in the programme. Mm. Um, and it's super short, and I, I just, I've heard it so many times now, but that <clears throat> just makes me laugh every time. Um, I'm going to put this, uh, so what, what's the list at the moment? It is Thunderbirds, Stingray, Fireball XL5. I'm going to put it between Thunderbirds and Stingray. Okay. I think Thunderbirds pips it. Okay. I get excited at Thunderbirds. Uh, yeah, it's like, oh, I want to watch this, whereas Captain Scarlet's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <coughs> Plus, Captain Scarlet starts, you've got no idea what you're going to be seeing. Um, no, you, no, you know, you don't you... know what episode you're into. No. Um, do either of these stories go on your top 10 Addison stories list? Um, yeah, I think, um, I think they both do. They might get replaced, but they both do, because... Uh, Captain Scarlet and the Mistrons, the non-named one, is just a brilliant introductory episode. It works so well. But also Winged Assassin, I think, is a really a really good, strong episode. Mm. Um, I've, I've always enjoyed it. I think it's a, a well-plotted... Um, I mean, when you think about it, not a lot happens in it, but it, do, it does it with style and a problem. So... Yeah, uh, what's my order at the moment? Um, you've only got two on your list. Number one, yeah. Trapped in the Sky um, from Thunderbirds. And number two, the first episode of Stingray. Um, I think it's going to go Trapped in the Sky, The Mistrons, Winged Assassin, Stingray. Okay. I'm putting both on my yeah. uh, top. My, my, mine goes number one, Trapped in the Sky. Number two, Winged Assassin, number three, oh, the Mistron. So mine is the other way round for you yeah. with Captain Scarlet. Um, I, I I think it's the DT19 that really swings yeah. it for me. You know, I think that's a fabulous it's just model. So dark as well, isn't it? It's such a dark storyline. Yeah. Well, yeah. 619 deaths. Yeah. You know? Wow. Good grief. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, quite a bloodthirsty tale. Next yeah. week's. Um, 
is it going to be as bloodthirsty? Because we are now venturing into unknown territory for me because our next subject is Joe 90. And aside from the very first episode, I haven't watched any of them since Transmission. Yeah. I I watched them all when they showed them on Channel 4. This is going to be a really difficult one to do because the the first episode is entirely fictitious story. What do you mean? They're all fictitious stories, no, aren't they? I mean, in, in the universe, it's fictitious, isn't it? Because it gets to the end and it's like, uh, this is just to illustrate what could happen if you let Joe I don't remember that. Is that yeah, really? Sure is. is that what yeah. they say? I think so, yeah. I'm pretty certain it's this episode, the pilot episode. So um, it's all just hypothetically, this is yeah. what could happen. Yeah. I so might, it could be really be bloodthirsty wrong. then. Let us know if I'm wrong on Facebook. But yeah, I think I, I'm pretty certain I remember it. I, like you, I never collected these on VHS. I had no interest. I mean, it'd be interesting this whether Joe Knight is improved because I remember him as being a right annoying little shit. I mean, it was 69, wasn't it? I'm sure yeah. it was 69 it came out. So I'm seven and I really didn't like him. This whole no. idea of have the uh, the kid be like a 10 year old and everyone will want to be Joe Knight never works no it won't work it, it, no I, one I don't wants want to be, be him. Boxy in Battlestar Galactica they want to be Apollo or Starbuck yeah. yeah no one wants to be Joe 90 and then give him some uh, some NHS specs yeah no I always wanted to be um, uh, Sam Sam yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to be a bloody 10 year old no. I didn't want to be a ten-year-old when I was a ten-year-old. Exactly, you don't want to be reminded of it. Saying that, you want to... if if they could offer you being ten again now, would you do it? Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Not ten in this world, but ten back no. then. With the knowledge yeah. I've got now, I'd be buying up so yeah, much if stuff. You could, if you could Sam Beckett leap back into your ten-year-old self, oh, no, no dodginess. Um, with a yeah. suitcase of, yeah. of of money from that time to enable you to buy things. Oh my yeah. god. I'm off to the toy shop. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then you, what you do is you rent a lock-up and you just yep. go to every store toy shop it, and yeah. comic shop and just store it all in there, zip back to 2023, go there, and it's all there waiting for you. There you go. There you go. I'll work that's, on that. That's a, yeah, that's a, a plot for a film now, I reckon. Yeah. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the Joe holds up. I've got a feeling it won't. I've My, my gut feeling is we're not going to like the stories, but boy... Isn't the model work fantastic? I think, I think that's what so, we're going to yes, be yeah. saying. You know, I remember enjoying the theme. Oh, I lo- you know how you said you, you, you know last yeah. week we did a, a Patreon or a couple of weeks ago we did yes. a Patreon. You said Randall and Hopkirk is your ringtone, yes. and you've had it for about eight years. Mine has been the Joe ninety theme for really? about eight oh, years. I adore, yeah. I adore the music. Yeah, it is, it is good. Hmm. But- Okay, yeah, interesting to see. Join us next week. Yes. We well, it's not next week. It's two weeks. Ah. Oh, I'm glad. Oh, yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, glad yeah. you said that. Um. Um. That there might be a a, a short delay because uh, Neo's as Towers is shutting down for the holidays. Oh, yes. So yeah, there's not going to be any product out from me and Ian for about three weeks unless it's a Patreon thing. Um. So yeah, when you hear this, yeah, I don't think there was going to be any any more new stuff coming out until the end of May. All right. Yeah. Okay, all right, Ian, my, my throat has almost given up. We've been yeah, talking for nearly two been. hours. Wow. Well, I mean, they, the fact that we, we, there'll be a gap, our, our listeners got two episodes worth this time, double yeah. the amount of us. Yes, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, good point, good point. Yeah. 
All right. Okay. Cheers, Ian. Good Cheers, stuff. listener. Nice See you next time. Thanks, Bye. Ian. Bye. Bye. Bye.